0: Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast as we continue to journey, journey, journey towards the cross. It's uh, such a blessing to be with you. Georgia, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, I'm good. I just realized we're wearing the same top, Father Rob. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's good. That's, that's, uh, we're, we're, you have your own, the Saga have their own merch, but this is FRG Ministry merch. <laughs> um, oh, pink. We're going pink because we're so comfortable. I'm so comfortable with my masculinity that I'm happy to wear pink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I love pink. I never <laughs> liked pink when I was young, but now I'm loving it. And I love this FRG top. It's really comfortable. Yes, Perfect it's for isolation.
0: It is. You know, I, I, I pink is my favorite, favorite color. You know, I just love, I love the bold pink. You, you know, actually pink was the color, um, was a men's color and blue was a female color. Oh. It's only in the last... Century that it changed over. In fact, Mary, we know, wears blue mm. always. Blue and pink was considered a very bold color, so it was more for men. But eventually, through I think toy companies, it started to turn around. Pink started to become In the girl color. It. Yeah. So there you go, an interesting there you go. fact. I
1: something else. <laughs> That's right.
0: I don't know for some reason I know these random facts that make no sense. On my Instagram, I follow all these random facts. Um, places and, so and, and accounts yes so I know information about things like that and I manage because I see them in picture form on Instagram I manage to retain this information but nothing else for me it's very difficult to retain <laughs> so things you just
1: got random facts all day long well now yeah. I have got a new random fact now I know that
0: uh, there you go <laughs> That's it. next, next was week for, I'll wear blue actually <laughs> I've worn blue
1: every other week because I love blue so there you go. Yeah,
0: you love blue. Yeah, and no, I Fact love blue. So there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: anything interesting, exciting happening to you? You're just um, exercising.
1: Yes, I've been exercising. So I think a couple of episodes ago, I said that I just started boxing. Mm-hmm. And the exciting news is I'm in my fourth week and I'm getting wow. stronger and I found it really good mentally. So I'm doing one-on-one boxing training um, just to keep my fitness up. And I found that with prayer and boxing, I've been able to feel a lot stronger through this time because... You know, I've lost all my muse- a lot of my live performance work. I'm not teaching this year. So it's given me some structure and inspired and me. Motivation,
0: drive. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I've been a bit and more the, productive.
0: That's so good. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm envious. I'm jealous. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. <laughs> because, <laughs> no, I'm happy for you. I really am. But it's really <laughs> demotivating for me. In, um, like at the moment, easy. I'm fine. I'm struggling to, I'm in stage four, you're in stage three. Yes. So yeah, I, I can only leave the house for one hour. I do walk about seven, eight kilometers a day and I do go to the gym here in my garage and I do exercise and I run a few days a week, but everything is such an effort. It's more I, of
1: because you just say all that. I'm like, yeah, sound really demotivated. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what it, you're saying is it's, it, you have to really push extra hard. I do. I do. Yeah.
0: And it, sometimes it's good like that. I suppose you um, appreciate the times when the when motivation comes easier. For me, the gym is easy because I love it. I just love it. Well, exercising and running, not so much, but I do it anyway. That's so and good. This is so and how, you know
1: how you've only got an hour? Do you be like, oh, well, one minute to get home? What if you've gone too far? Do you know you're in well,
0: well, I don't think unless they're monitoring us with drones, if I go over the hour. Exactly. I think the point is not to be out all the time. Yeah. And I keep my distance. I wear a mask. And so I'm, we're very careful. And I don't, I'm not within 10 meters of anyone at any given time. So, um, yeah, I I And then the curfew is at 8 p.m., so like at 10 to 8, I take the dog out for a walk. That's my last bit of exercise before I go, and my dog's little bit of exercise. So so let's go quickly. Um, We're going to go to the scripture. We're going to continue this journey. Um, Georgia, I don't know if There's a lot here, isn't there?
1: There was so much. I read it, and I'm like... I run away? No, I'm joking. But it's, <laughs> it's so powerful, but at the same time, there's so much there. So, yeah, well, there's a lot. Yes.
0: It, this is going to be the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. So it's a mm-hmm. um, time where we're continuing our journey. Um, remember, gospel of last week was, who do you say that I am? So mm-hmm. Peter is asked that question. And uh, we'll, we'll go into context a little bit. But um, Georgia, will you um, proclaim this gospel for us Absolutely. today? Absolutely. So Matthew sixteen twenty one to 27.
1: From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed on the third day, be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world? yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. And that's where there's so much, you know, there's like, there's so much. but uh, I, I think we'll pick a, a few things. And I, I think it's important for us as always to come through pre- pretext. So we pick on the pretext and then we go to the context and then we go to the application. Complicated words. Pretext is <laughs> what, in what context and uh, the context before and the context mm-hmm. within which it fits. So uh, this is where we're in chapter 16. So there was the public ministry of Jesus a few chapters ago. Jesus was healing people, feeding the mm-hmm. 5,000. He was doing a whole lot of work. 5, then he, Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he decides he wants to get away. Now, so he tries to get away, but then the crowds follow him, so he starts to go to remote places. Last mm-hmm. week, for example, he went to Caesarea Philippi just to get away. Why does he want to get away? Not because he doesn't want the people, but he's starting to realize that the cross is coming closer, so he needs to invest. And he needs he's to invest
1: more in his disciples.
0: That's correct. So he's investing now in his disciples who are going to continue his mission. So before, he did invest in the people and he will continue to invest in the people, but he needs to focus now on the leadership. Mm-hmm. He needs to focus on, on, on building his team that are going to go forward. This says a lot, I think, to employers as well, the way they <laughs> if, so they focus. Customer comes first, yes, but at the end of the day, if you don't have a good team, Mm-hmm. then your company, your business is only as strong as your team. And so th- me, even mm-hmm. I, I have employees, I most of my time is not invested in people necessarily, but it's investing in my team no. to make sure that they are able to help me as well serve the people. So yes. this is what Jesus was doing.
1: More was invested Im- in the disciples and he's reminding them that he is the son of God, it's... it's- really reminding them of that
0: <laughs> yes and what does that mean so last week he asked peter peter and he asked the people who do they who do, you, who do the people say that i am mm-hmm. but he, he was hinting he wants to come to okay the people but now you my disciples mm-hmm. who do you say that i am and peter says you are the son of god um and and that's fantastic but you come jesus wants to suss out to figure out if they understood if they understood who he was but here yeah, this week last week was fantastic a celebration kudos like an amazing celebration but mm-hmm. now this week not so much Je- Jesus about realizes
1: suffering and death
0: yeah he realizes hey Pete didn't actually understand what I was talking about and what mm-hmm. he was talking about last week mm-hmm. and so i don't know if you can imagine like the idea of the messiah who who, who Peter's understanding was very different to Jesus' understanding of who the Messiah was.
1: It's like he sort of saw him as like a, you know, um, a savior and a warrior and someone that was like a king, but not so much the son of God. Like he didn't realize, he didn't, was finding it hard to embrace that he had to suffer in order to fulfill the will of God. Yeah, because,
0: yes, the Jews believed that the Messiah was going to come and set them free from oppression, from the Mm -hmm. oppression of the Romans. But Jesus came, he was... Didn't even bother about the Romans. In fact, the only time he actually mentions the Romans is give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. Sort of, I'm not really interested in this. And so that would have really upset the apostles. They couldn't understand. And maybe they're trying to help Jesus refocus on what the Messiah was all about. As good Jews, they wanted to help the Messiah realize his true purpose. Mm-hmm. And that was to be um, a, a warrior and a king. But Jesus was saying, hey, 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 you're misunderstanding. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, actually, I'm going to die, and, and Peter's what like, Peter- no, <laughs> he's yeah. like,
1: that's not going to happen to you. Like, I suppose if because he's a loved one, Peter's a loved one to Jesus. He's a friend. So if a friend said to, like, I had, to, I always think about it right now. If a friend said to me, or someone they looked up to, or a mentor said, "Look, I'm going to have to die," you just be like, we're not going to let that happen to you. Mm. Like, you're talking about death. Like, it's not.
0: That's exactly so. There's the the upset yeah. figure, the friendship part, but yeah. Peter also didn't really understand, understand. the mission of Jesus, yeah. and so he says, "No, no, no, Jesus, you're not going to die." And then Peter, Jesus, I imagine, embracing Peter says, "Get behind me, Satan," and I think he said that for a number of reasons. One, it it was painful for Jesus to hear that mm. because one they didn't understand what he was talking about, but more it it fed on a weak, not, let's not call it a weakness, it fed on a temptation of Attempted Jesus. A temptation
1: because he was still human.
0: Yes. And he, he was tempted in the desert,
1: mm. and, he,
0: and we know that in Gethsemane, he didn't want to die. He sweat blood, and he asked the Father, he said, Father, if it is your will, please take this please cup take. away from me. We know for a fact that Jesus didn't want to die. Yes. And so when Peter says this, it's, oh my goodness, it fed on his temptation not to go to the cross.
1: So he rebukes and it and he said, no, like get behind me. This is because he knows he has to fulfill this, like out of love and out of w- the will of God and the redemption of the whole world.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so. But and then like what you were saying, Georgia as well, it hurt yeah. doubly, mm-hmm. double as much because it was a voice from a loved one. So it was a temptation which he could have justified because someone he loved told him to do it. Yes. You know, and, and he, so he starts to think, maybe he starts to doubt, maybe he starts to think, and then realizes that that was a temptation. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, no, get behind me, Satan. You will not tempt me through the ones I love. You will not tempt me through the ones I've invested my life in. And he was not calling Peter Satan. No. He was not calling Peter Satan. He was t- telling uh, the sort temptation. of... temptation. The temptation that was coming to Jesus, he was rebuking. He was rebuking. Mm. And so this is sometimes temptations don't only come to us through enemies and they only go don't come they don't only come to us through bad things, but sometimes they come through people we love mm-hmm. and through the desire not to hurt the people we love. And so, so sometimes true. that causes us. Yeah, it's
1: not always obvious. Uh, no.
0: And it's painful because sometimes we it does require us to not to listen, to walk away from things, even loved ones that tell us to do certain things. And so... The, You've to discern. Yes. Like the,
1: is, it, is this for coming from God or is this not? Like, is this really what God wants for me? Because God wants the best. Or is this just something that someone else is saying would be good for me? Yeah, so, and so this yeah. is why we need Same. to be
0: solid in our relationship. And as you said, Georgia, in our discernment, yeah. figuring out the will of God. Discernment's a complicated word. Discernment mm-hmm. is knowing the heart and the mind of God, the God, God's will for my life. And yeah. that only is possible if we're able to pray, if we're able to listen to the voice of God and meditate and reflect on the word of God. Mm-hmm. So these things, yeah, and Jesus knew the will of the Father. He, yeah, knew, he it. knew
1: it. So he was like...
0: Twoosh. Yes, but he was ready... For any excuse to walk away, but he knew he couldn't. He knew he couldn't. And this excuse came, sort of this open door came for mm. him to think, maybe no, this I don't need to suffer. And so he rebukes it. So we come mm. to this point. So here we continue. Jesus um, talks about, he continues to talk about, give the disciples lessons. So he, he sort of settles Peter down and now he starts to give them, he starts to explain, listen, guys, I'm, we're going to the cross, whether you want it or mm. not. And you'll begin to understand it. And Peter, actually, we see through the scripture, never really understood it because mm. he, was, he denied Jesus. He kept on saying, no, this cannot be, this cannot be. He's angry with Jesus saying, like, why would you allow this to happen? And then he goes, it. Yes, and then at the end he decides to go fishing after the, yeah. after the resurrection because he's given up, he's going back to his old life. What's the point of all of this? Jesus wasn't the guy I thought he was to be. He wasn't the Christ I mm. thought he promised to be. Mm-hmm. And so Peter really never really <laughs> understood it until, until, until the resurrection. Yes. Once and the anyway. resurrection happened, then it started to make sense to him.
1: Because then and it all fits, but you all... can't have the risen Christ without the...
0: The suffering Christ. Suffering Christ. That's so. absolutely. And this is what he's saying. This is what Jesus is giving them three lessons here. Let's mm. talk about what Jesus is talking about.
1: Well, firstly, he says, if you want to be my disciple, then you have to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. That's a huge three one. Things. that's Yeah.
0: That's deny one. yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Three things. Wow. This is so painful. Every time I read this, I feel so convicted. Mm. I feel so unworthy. Mm, yeah, I feel like how I, I, there's so much I don't do in denying myself, so much I don't do in taking up my cross and so much I don't do in following Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about each of these. To deny self, what does that mean?
1: To give up things in your life that, you know, um, you might not want to. It could be anything. It could be, you know, different finances, you know, get, using your finances to help people or it could be just things in your life that aren't leading you to a good life. That's how I, what I see. What do you...
0: Absolutely, yes So it's denying yourself It can be in two ways There's sort of mm-hmm. Small mortifications And then there's a great uh, Martyrium, martyrdom Okay, so the uh, He's talking about two things First of all You cannot I, I'm using complicated words Martyrdom and, and mortification mm-hmm. So there's, they both come to the point Of death to self So um, the first thing is You cannot come to A complete death to self A denial of self Unless you're able to deny yourself small things, you know, and mm-hmm. in, we in the Catholic Church have great traditions of this, for example, Lent and Advent, you know, it's yes. all about these small sacrifices we give. Caritas, mm-hmm. who I love and I support so much, you know, they, they have this, this yeah, compassion. Yeah. And what they say and in, the, in their advocacy is they say, um, give something up, but not just give up a chocolate, but mm-hmm. don't just give up your coffee, but take that money that you would have spent on your coffee, And give it to the poor. Mm -hmm. Reach out to others. So this is mortification. It's It's a different
1: way of thinking, isn't it?
0: Yes. It's a reaching out. And this is what Jesus is saying, actually. He's saying sort of die to self, not for the sake of only dying to self. It's not only mortification, but it's mm-hmm. for the martyrium. It's to raise up, to build the church, to build the people of God, to build mm-hmm. the poor, to build those who are broken. So mm-hmm. I die to my own will so that I can live for others. But it's not just once and or during Advent and Lent, but it's every day. Mm-hmm. The Christian is someone who doesn't live for themselves. So but it could it, be
1: like, you know, a mum living for their children, a wife living for a husband, husband living for his wife, a priest living for the church, for people, it's, you know, a sister or a nun, like a missionary. I just think that way it's it's a different way of looking at life. Like when the world says, you know, commercials say, get more, get a bigger house, get better clothes, get all this. Or, and not that there's anything wrong with having those things, but it's, a diff- it's actually a different way of looking at life, isn't it? It's that's what vocation is. Absolutely, Georgia. That's yeah. so beautiful. Because
0: this is what what, Mm. um, a vocation is. Vocation Mm. is not about what I'm going to gain only, but Mm. it's about what I'm going to lay down my life for, my husband, my wife, my children. Um, Mm. As a priest, I'm laying down my life for the church. And so it's all about death to self. That's the call Christian. And you don't need to be a priest or married. We're all called to deny ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it's not only denying ourselves, it's the second part. It's about taking up our cross. Yep. And that's, again, what we're talking about, the second part, sacrificial service. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about stopping personal ambition for the ambition of others. It's stopping leisure, in a sense, a life of leisure, to make sure that others can have rest. It's giving up a life of pleasure in order to raise others up. The Christian life is a sacrificial life. Mm-hmm. It's concerned with others, more than it is concerned with self
1: yeah and something I was on a zoom the other night with some of my friends from church and one of the girls said when she first went to church she was wondering why everyone was so nice at this church like why are they so nice why are they asking how I am why they want what's the catch is it fake is it real and then she realized after a while that because they were following Jesus and following scripture and they were following what you know, they knew was right and, and, and living a different way. And then she got it, but she, it took her a while to get why these people were so focused on her and why they wanted to help. Why would this girl ring her during the week and go, how are you? What's going on? Why doesn't she just worry about her own self because of, you know, the way Jesus had um changed their hearts in, you know, by going there every week and by praying. And yeah, so it just reminded and- me of that
0: and post resurrection we know mm-hmm. it's because of what jesus has done for us that we can do this for others yes. and the the, apostle, the apostles couldn't understand it then because they didn't have the context of the of of the resurrection yet but it's it is about being concerned with others more than ourselves so taking up your cross when jesus used the figure of speech take up your cross and follow me they knew exactly what that was because it, uh, crucifixions happened all the time, people would be carrying, they would see on a weekly basis people carrying crosses to their death. And what does it mean to take up your cross? How does that end? In happiness? How does that end? No, it ends in death. Mm -hmm. It ends in death. So what he's saying is when he's saying take up your cross, he's saying be ready to die. And again, this this comes from the context of when it was written. Do you know when this book of Matthew was written? No, you tell me. <laughs> it was written like 50 years or so after... I was just after... testing that you knew, Father. <laughs> <laughs> it was written AD, AD 80 or AD 90. So Jesus would have died maybe AD 33, AD 35. And mm-hmm. so th- this was written 50 years ago, 50 mm-hmm. years after. So AD 90 or so, when there was an extreme persecution where Christians were being crucified, where Christians mm-hmm. were were literally taking up their cross to follow him so the way it was written even the language it's it's
1: literal it's not just saying give up some things in your life and be good to people it was at that time it was like if you want to be christian you probably could die yeah it's pretty so
0: it's yeah so it's not only the mortification but it's also the martyrdom now today we don't have many of us probably will not die of martyrdom, but that's the martyrdom of every day, you know, Mm. laying down your life. Like, Georgia, you were saying for your husband, for your wife, for your children, Mm. where you have to do this every day. Sometimes it's easier to die once, but the thing is we have to die every day, every day, lay down our lives for others. And this is what Jesus is saying. If you're going to follow me, then who are you Mm. living for? Who are you investing Mm. in? Who are you spending most of your time? Most of your work effort, most of your energy. Is it to build you, to build your security in this world? Mm. Or is it to build others, to raise others? Because can I tell you this? You're not going to take your property to heaven with you. You're not going to take your bank savings with you. You're not going to take anything with you. But you will take all treasures that you've stored up in heaven, every poor person you raised up through the sacrifices you made. Mm. That's what you're going to take with you.
1: The people that you helped, the, the things that you did, the you know, like it's all because of God's grace and the fact that Jesus died for us. But it's still that exchange of, you know, God's going to see the things that you did and it is going to make a difference in the next life.
0: Yes. You know, like um, a few... Podcast mm. ago, I think it was actually when with Danny. I'm not sure. Or actually, we might have talked about it as well. Mm. Is when there, there are many rooms in my father's house. You yeah. know, there are many monai. The monai, the houses, are the houses. They're actually different sizes of houses. Many houses, not just there are many rooms, but there are many sizes of houses, many types of houses. And you see, I believe that we build the size of our house yeah. <laughs> in heaven according to what we lay down in this life. Mm and so we're building in a sense a mansion in heaven as we lay down our life as we die to self here and that on i think Earth. that's
1: so powerful because again because you know what a lot of commercials tell us and the world tells us is get everything you can now like be this age by the time you've got these things whereas mm. looking at it this way is a different perspective you know how can you help people how can you serve people it's pretty powerful and also having Absolutely. the mind of christ yes. Was the third thing that we... Oh, the third thing, yes. It's, uh, it's follow
0: Christ. Christ. Yeah. Pick up your cross and follow me. That, mm. And that's what it means, to put on the mind of Christ. Mm. I think it's just... I don't know. To, to follow Christ is to, to... Like, what would Jesus do, you know? Yeah. To, to be a follower of Christ, to realize that Jesus is the only one who's going to help you take up the cross. He's going to help you deny yourself. Don't do it by your own might, by your own power, but but do it in the spirit of Christ. Hmm. You take up your cross and you follow Jesus. And where is Jesus going? Heaven. To the cross.
1: To the He's cross. Going and to then the heaven. cross. Sorry, I went no. straight to heaven. Yeah, that's <laughs> which right. Which is the exact but point of the scripture that it's not that you got to go to the cross first, and I just said heaven. So yeah, but I he was telling this, his disciples,
0: <laughs> yep. disciples, there and then deny yourself, take up your cross, mm-hmm. and come with me to the cross. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna die with you. You're gonna die with me. And so this is, it's not fun being a Christian. It's not glorious being mm. a Christian on earth. You know, it's a, it's a death. And even working in youth ministry, I would spend a lot of time in my younger priest years mm. selling uh, Christianity as something fun, exciting, lights, bells, smells, and whistles. And, mm. But then I start to realize, I am selling these young people short if I don't tell them it, the price, the cost they're going to have to pay. Yeah. And it's a big cost. It's your life it's everything yeah but the joy you're going to receive the strength you're going to receive the resurrection that's going to come your way is out of this world it's amazing it's incredible and this Even i think for this, this
1: time right now when all over the world so many things have been taken from people which is horrible like you know jobs and people are struggling and um, you know finances and businesses and identity and all these things and i've had a few of my friends say to me how can you stay joyful during this time And it's because I know that I've got God. I know that I've got Jesus. So all those things can be taken away, but you know that that's only temporary. Yes,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And so these are the things that God calls us to, this mortification. We have um, Luke in the background. Yes. Luke, producer. can
1: hear him really loudly.
0: We, we, uh, I love Luke. Luke is um, also, <laughs> he produces my music and I'm looking forward to it. He's working on a new single of mine. How exciting is He's this? He's
1: producing it right now on your new single, Father of.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, uh, this is probably the first that's been announced. No one... I've never mentioned that I'm about to release a new single. That's okay. No, no, it's good. No, no, I I said it. I said it and then he's The
1: funny story is I heard a bit of it, I was like, That's amazing. I wanna do backing vocals just funny, like not dying self wanted it and he's like, Nah, I'm doing it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is it is I'm telling you the way he's produced it's a song which it has moved my heart so much like I, I wrote this w- with Luke actually Luke wrote most of it and I I just uh, wrote a, a few parts but the first I I it was presented to me I cried it was just it's just it's this is this song is going to be so beautiful anyway. Maybe that's where and we can tie. Talk.
1: We can tie this in. Yeah, with the blessing. <laughs> oh, with the blessing. I know. <laughs> we tied him. Yeah. But he, a couple of years ago, he decided that he wanted to write more songs that um, exactly what this topic is about. That Because he was writing songs for, you know, like Housewives of Melbourne and all these different um, amazing, you know, he toured with Hans and he did so many amazing things, but wanted to write more songs that would bless people with a deeper meaning of, of jesus you know yeah and so he's working for you and my our band the saga and just yeah he's it's amazing so it's a different yeah, way of a... presenting lyrics into the world yeah
0: absolutely and these are blessings that we have in our lives and I, this maybe we can go to the topics oh, yeah, the we usually blessing. the blessings you know like this is i want to talk about that that's my blessing this week i just i'm just having people so such beautiful record appreciating the the beautiful people in my life and That's awesome. that look Luke, Luke is one of them you are one of them Alyssa's one of them and my staff you know like just the beautiful blessings that have come my way how about yourself Judith? i
1: love that um i would have to say the same uh, like i've had one of those weeks where i have relied on a few friends just because i am a bit of an extrovert and you know i've missed my friends and missed singing live and having that connection and so I've relied on just chats with friends and that has been such a blessing like you know Wednesday night prayer and zoom that I have with the girls and then you know chats with Alyssa or chats with Luke or chats with you know my family my mom and dad and things just have kept me strong so that's my blessing this week is the people in my life as well
0: yes amen Amen. how about dad joke let's talk about a dad joke
1: have you got a dad joke (laughs) have you got a father joke is that that's cheesy okay
0: I have I have a dad joke okay Okay, so here's here it is what do, what, what? sorry, why do melons yeah. have weddings? I don't know. <laughs> because they cantelope
1: <laughs> That was good. That was actually a good one, I <laughs> think. I actually like that. <laughs> well, and I, because of your accent as well, like in, if I say can't, they cantelope, it would sound, because of my Aussie accent. Yeah. They and say, so They cantalope, It sounds actually. I, I'd say they can'telope <laughs> They cantelope, See? <laughs> <laughs> it works better. <laughs> I how like many apples?
0: One. How how many apples grow on a tree?
1: I have. No, I don't know a lot.
0: All of them. <laughs>
1: oh, they all I mean, have to grow on a tree. Oh, they all do, of course. Okay, okay. I didn't get it. See, they, sometimes you just don't get them. But what about okay. the ones that don't grow and they fall on the floor and die? No, they, they still grow. They still
0: grow on a tree. It's impossible to grow an apple off. I get A it. Tri- yeah, yeah, okay. Fruit. Okay. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: joke's not meant to make me think too hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: joking, I'm joking. Okay. okay, so what topic do we have this week?
1: Okay. So the topic sits in really beautifully with the scripture, which is um, redemptive suffering in heaven.
0: Mm. Redemptive suffering in heaven. Yeah. So like I think they're connected. Um, yep. First of all, redemptive suffering, what is that? You know, redemptive suffering is uniting our suffering with that of Christ. Now, mm-hmm. I'll I'll make a few clarifications here, but you, Georgia, tell us a little bit more about redemptive suffering.
1: Well, I think that's <laughs> something that's a real a gift of the church, is saying that the suffering that we go through, because a lot of people are scared of suffering, okay? Mm. And sometimes the world sells you this thing, are you happy? You have to be happy all the time and that suffering is something that we don't want to go through. We don't want to hurt ourselves like mentally, physically or anything, but it is inevitable. There's going to be – I've had a lot of suffering in my life. Most, a lot of people I know have, some worse than others. And so the gift of the church is that you can actually unite your suffering with the suffering that Jesus went through on the cross. So, And you can also you pray for others and that suffering that yes. you're going through lift it up for others.
0: Yeah, and this is a very Catholic tradition. This is where the Catholic Church, I think, um, yes. has always understood suffering not to be an ultimate evil. Okay, because very people, very often, people think of suffering as the worst thing that can happen. If it was the worst thing that could happen, Jesus wouldn't have suffered. Okay, the yes. apostles wouldn't have suffered martyrdom. There's suffering all throughout Christianity. Okay, suffering is very much part of life. It's very much part of who we are as human beings. But it's not the end. Now we, I as a priest to go to anoint many people who are dying and I think the people that um, sort of are not afraid, people who have a sense of purpose in suffering are those Mm -hmm. who are able to embrace this concept, this idea of redemptive suffering and that is like we said is to unite our suffering with that of christ now what i say is this i just want to clarify this it doesn't mean we're adding to the suffering of christ okay Mm -hmm. jesus suffering was enough it was once for all it was enough we cannot through our suffering add to what christ has done
1: we're uniting with it that's right
0: it's a moment of intimacy it's about Mm -hmm. us sharing in the intimacy understanding the Mm -hmm. suffering of christ Mm -hmm. but also using it as a means of intercession i don't know if you've ever heard the expression offer it up
1: yeah offer it up for the souls in purgatory or offer it up or yeah Yeah. offer your suffering up yeah exactly and what
0: does that mean it's like this this um denying self, it's mm. taking my suffering and saying, listen, and this happens, I, I see this often and people tell me this, like they mm. say, Father Rob, um, today I'm, I'm dying from cancer and today I I really suffered and I was in real pain, but you know what, today I offered my suffering for FRG ministry, you know, I offer the wow. suffering for you. I offer the suffering. Mm-hmm. And that is such a powerful, such a powerful prayer. That's such a powerful means of intercession, you know, mm. where we lay, we, we offer our suffering for the good of others, to raise others up. We become poor so that others may become rich.
1: I, I we, You know, I read that at, Mary McKillop said that she used to she used to have a lot of pain and she used to offer it up for... Um, souls and Mother Teresa said it, that she never really felt Jesus. She never really felt God. She was felt a lot in darkness in her life, but she would offer that up for the the people that she was serving and working with, you know. So it's interesting, isn't it? Yes.
0: So- And it is Mm. because this, and it's such a powerful prayer for others. When we're Mm. suffering, when we cannot go out, when we're stuck in isolation, or when our prayers are not answered, Lord, I offer up my unanswered prayer for those who need it, Lord. And it also it makes others holy, and it makes us holy. But as you said, it's also for people who are in purgatory as well. You know, people in purgatory cannot pray for themselves. It is us. We Mm -hmm. need to pray for those and offering suffering, our suffering and fasting for them. And uh, it's sort of doing this. And suffering can be a fast. It can be um, uh, if we're sick or in pain. It could be offering Mm -hmm. a time of of prayer when we don't feel like praying. You know, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of suffering that we can offer and not allow to waste. And for the intercession of others, to raise others, to bring others Mm. close to Jesus.
1: Yeah, my mum often talks about that, you know, offering up your suffering. I think it is very powerful because it's inevitable. And if you use all your time trying to stop suffering (laughs) rather than just using it for good and offering it up for people that are going through something else, you know,
0: that's right and so this is yeah. why it's a gift it's a gift to the church suffering mm-hmm. redemptive suffering is a gift to the church but it's also a gift to us mm-hmm. you see when we decide not to be resentful when we decide not to be angry and bitter about our suffering but we turn our suffering towards the, to help others and we see a purpose in our suffering this redemption um, property of suffering mm-hmm. then it becomes a gift to us as well because it makes us holy Hmm. because it makes us more like jesus and it this is what jesus did when he was on the cross he didn't just take the suffering and pain he was offering it up as redemptive suffering every moment for he that's how he held on to the cross otherwise hmm. he would have let go and this is how we can hold on and and not give up and be bitter and angry in our suffering when we decide to offer it up for the building of people as a form of intercession through redemptive suffering
1: and praying for them and also being able to help them like if you think about it if someone comes to me with something that they've been through if i haven't been through it it's harder for me to have empathy or compassion but if i've been through it and i've suffered that same thing i'm more able to be understanding of what that person's going through i think it's another way of looking at it too
0: Yes, exactly. Because isn't isn't that what it is as well? It's just uh, walking in the shoes of others. In, in uh, sort of, we can't really understand poverty unless we live in poverty. We can't understand suffering and pain if we haven't been through it. And so that does give us a sense of, of mm. um, empathy and love for others who are suffering and who are poor.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. So look, we let's go. There's a challenge. Uh, do we have a challenge this week, Georgia?
1: Oh, wow. Yes, definitely. Um, I would say that this week the challenge is to offer up our suffering for someone so we can pray for someone this week as we're suffering. So it could be, you know, during isolation, you've lost money, you've lost um, identity, you've lost purpose and, you know, those feelings even though you might be tr- overcoming them. So in, a, in a, just one sentence, how can we offer up our suffering for others this week and pray for them?
0: yeah beautiful wow so okay? this just think Find of yeah that's a very good very very good challenge um and it's an opportunity for holiness as well okay so taking our suffering and deciding this week to offer it up for mm-hmm. someone for something for a cause mm-hmm. okay so thank you so much so much so much for listening and for praying with us again a reminder stay in touch with us on um, instagram on facebook um there's a Catholic Influencers underscore. Also, we have this Knowing Mary online course. Make sure you um, subscribe to that, enroll to that. And also, the, we have webinars um, and worship songs. So much stuff we're giving at frgministry.com forward slash church online. Where else can they contact us? Georgia, do you know? Um,
1: on the Catholic Influences podcast on uh, Instagram. and yes also on the frg ministry instagram and youtube
0: yeah so catholic Influences underscore cool. and the second one is at frg ministry and
1: you can contact us by email beloved
0: yeah merch sweatshirt. those of you who are looking on, it, on 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 <laughs> on um youtube can see that as well
1: or you can go to the saga music and get our new merch <laughs>
0: yeah they have <laughs> new both. merch it's a qr code what does the qr code ah, lead to well
1: father rob we you have to Fire! it so you can see. So, we've got we we launched a new merch <laughs> yeah. this week, and the first jumper that we've launched, the first hoodie's fleecy inside, and it's got a QR code on it. And it do, should I say what it leads to?
0: I don't know, I don't know what your marketing plan is, so they can just try it. <laughs> Go to um at, <laughs> <I> on just... <laughs> Instagram at the saga, and it'll um you'll find out. The first okay, will love it. so again,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> So go to, um, also to contact us, podcast at frgministry.com. If you'd like to support this ministry, please go to frgministry.com forward slash support dash us. So thank you once again. God bless you. Let his face shine upon you. And remember to offer your suffering for the good and the holiness of others. Ciao.